It's Monday, February 13th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. And uh, before we dive in today, we are going to be back in the book of Isaiah. I hope you enjoyed that week. Just reading a little bit through 1 Corinthians, even though there's some challenging things in that as well. Uh, One of the things that we notice in the Bible is it does not shrink away from the ugliness of the human experience. Men and women can be ugly sometimes, and we do ugly things to one another. And the reason the Bible is always relevant is it speaks to that ugliness. And it addresses it. It identifies, hey, this is ugly. This is wrong. But then it points us to forgiveness, points us to mercy and grace and faithfulness. We're going to see a little bit of that in Isaiah chapter 16 today. Before we dive in, though, I I just have to say, for everybody who served, everybody who gave, everybody who was a part of our night to shine on Friday night, it was an amazing experience. It's just great seeing all of these kids, teenagers, having a full-blown prom experience that's just for them, the joy of being crowned king and queen of the prom, the dancing and the fun and the food. There were so many amazing things that happened, and so many of you were a part of that. You gave money, you gave time, you gave talent. Whatever you gave, however you were a part of this, even if you weren't able to be tangibly involved, if you were praying for us on Friday night, thank you. Thank you for taking part in the social media takeover. Thank you for being a part of a special time, really treating people the way they are owed to be treated as image bearers, loved by God. Every single kid who was a part of Night to Shine felt loved, and I am so grateful, so grateful to all of you for being a part of that. Thanks for being a part of an amazing, amazing night at Goodwill Church. Well, let's dive in to our text today. We're in Isaiah chapter 17. It's an oracle against Damascus. This prophecy against Damascus helps us to see that God is going to use the Assyrians to send the northern kingdom, the kingdom of Israel, into exile, but that there will be a righteous remnant who remain. That righteous remnant are going to be looking to their God in heaven, not to the idols around them, not to the power of the Assyrian army, but they will remain after the exile and they will worship the true God of Israel. We're going to see that in a moment. Let's look Isaiah chapter 17, starting in verse 1. A prophecy against Damascus. See, Damascus will no longer be a city, but will become a heap of ruins. The cities of Aror will be deserted and left to flocks, which will lie down, and no one to make them afraid. The fortified city will disappear from Ephraim, and royal power from Damascus. The remnant of Aram will be like the glory of the Israelites, declares the Lord Almighty. In that day, the glory of Jacob will fade. The fat of his body will waste away. It will be as when reapers harvest the standing grain, gathering the grain in their arms, as when someone gleans heads of grain in the valley of Rephaim. Yet some gleanings will remain, as when an olive tree is beaten, leaving two or three olives on the topmost branches, four or five on the fruitful boughs declares the Lord, the God of Israel. In that day, people will look to their maker, turn their eyes to the Holy One of Israel. They will not look to the altars, the work of their hands. They will have no regard for the Asherah poles and the incense altars their fingers have made. 
In that day, their strong cities, which they left because of the Israelites, will be like places abandoned to thickets and undergrowth, and all will be desolation. You have forgotten God, your Savior. You have not remembered the rock, your fortress. Therefore, though you set out the finest plants and plant imported vines, though on the day you set them out, you make them grow, and on the morning when you plant them, you bring them to bud, Yet the harvest will be as nothing in the day of disease and incurable pain. Woe to the many nations that rage. They rage like the raging sea. Woe to the peoples who roar. They roar like the roaring of great waters. Although the peoples roar like the roar of surging waters, when he rebukes them, they flee far away, driven before the wind like chaff on the hills, like tumbleweed before a gale. In the evening, sudden terror. Before the morning, they are gone. This is the portion of those who loot us, the lot of those who plunder us. It's a somewhat confusing prophecy because Damascus, Assyria, this nation that will be used by God to discipline the people of Israel for their sins, they are condemned for what they do at the hand of the Lord. The Lord is raising up Assyria to discipline his people. Israel will be taken into exile. Only a remnant will remain. But then the people who do the work of disciplining the people of Israel, they are also condemned. Why? It is because the heart of the Assyrian is not to worship the Lord. The heart of the Assyrian is not to be the tool of the Lord. The heart of the Assyrian is to conquer. The heart of the Assyrian is to bring violence and bloodshed. And they do. They will. Not long after this, The people of Israel will be overrun by the Assyrians and sent into exile. But the sin of the killing and the destruction of the people of Israel, the disregard that the Assyrians have for the God who is actually using them as a rod of discipline for his children, that disregard, that lack of worship, that is condemned as well. Everybody's getting condemned in Isaiah's prophecy. Everyone except a righteous remnant who will remain. There will be a remnant who will survive this exile. They will survive and they won't go to the idolatrous paths of their fathers. No, they will look to the Holy One of Israel. Did you notice this this little interlude? Some gleanings will remain. Four or five olives on the fruitful boughs. In that day, people will look to their maker turn their eyes to the Holy One of Israel. You see, when discipline of the Lord comes, it provokes one of two responses. We will either turn our eyes away from the Lord in anger and in rebellion, or we will recognize that he disciplines and reproves those whom he loves. And we will turn our eyes toward him, and we will behold the Holy One of Israel, the lover of our souls, who, yes, disciplines us for our sin, but does so that we might be righteous in his sight. You see, we wear the righteousness of Christ. When he looks at us, he sees his son in all of his glory, and we're accepted, we're welcomed into his presence. But we're welcomed in through blood. We're welcomed in through the chastisement that Jesus experienced on behalf of all of us. He bore stripes that we might be healed. Think of the miracle of what you receive in Christ. 
You are forgiven of your sins, and you don't even have to experience the weight of that discipline for Christ stood in the way for you. The love of God met the wrath of God on that cross, and we are the beneficiaries of salvation. We are now that righteous remnant. The people of God set aside to look at our one true God, the Holy One of Israel, and meet him with worship and with love. Brothers and sisters, it can be difficult to go through painful periods where maybe we're even experiencing discipline, where we're suffering as a way of growing us, of strengthening us, a pruning. They're painful times, but they are not some capricious, thoughtless act of God. No, even the difficult roads we walk are for our good and for his glory. For as we walk them, leaning on Christ every step of the way, we experience a nearness to God unlike any other. Brothers and sisters, do not turn away from God in a day of discipline. Turn towards him. Be like this remnant in Israel. Turn your eyes to the Holy One of Israel. Look to your maker. When you do, you will find grace, love, goodness. In the end, you'll find Jesus. Let's pray. Father, you condemn all sin, even those sins that you allow for your purposes are not good, but they must be dealt with. Thank you for dealing with our sins in Christ. We thank you that we do not have to face that holy discipline, for we have been declared righteous in Christ, clothed in his righteousness, accepted and drawn near before your throne. Would you help us in difficult times, in painful times, help us to keep our eyes focused on Jesus always. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your patience with us. Help us to love you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for being with me today, and I'll see you right back here again tomorrow at Goodwill Talk Daily.